Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. Bring up Tyler White, Beltron on second, McCann on first base. White was having a, a stellar season with AAA Fresno. 19 homers, 69 RBI. Looking to, to provide some punch in this lineup. Now, another Astros podcast. Open stance from the right side. A deep crouch as he awaits the first pitch from his former Grizzly teammate. And he rips this one to left field. That's going to be off the wall on one hop in left field. Coming in to score is Beltron. McCann goes to third on a run scoring double by Tyler White. It's 4-2. White is hit through the right side. That's a base hit going the other way. Beltron will chug around third base. He'll score. It's an 11-2 ball game. The Astros lead it on White's RBI single, his second RBI of the inning. White drives this one deep to left field. Pierce doesn't even move. A two-run home run into the Landry's Crawford boxes. And Tyler White adds to the Astros' lead. It's 14-7. White with his first of the year. Tyler drives this one deep to left center field. It sends back Herrera, still going back. And that ball is gone! Tyler White with his second home run of the game. And the Astros' lead is 16-7. Player of the game, Tyler White. What a game for... For you, Tyler, tonight, as you had your second career multi-homer game, you had four hits, and you drove in five runs, and uh, had to feel good for you getting an opportunity tonight and, and really producing. Uh, yeah, for sure. It was, uh, it was good to come out here, and, uh, I mean, the whole team got off to a hot start, so uh, it was kind of uh, contagious, and, yeah, just try to go out there and have good at-bats and uh, happen to put a couple good swings on the ball today. Hey, Tyler, tell me that you were sitting on a breaking ball off of the lefty J.P. Howe in that last at bat because first pitch, it looked like you were just waiting back and you sent it deep to left center field. A great swing. Were you sitting on it? I've been just trying to work on uh, seeing the ball in the middle and staying on it a little better. And, uh, I mean, it seemed to work out right there. It, uh, I just seen it up, and uh, it was in the middle of the, middle of the plate and uh, just put a good swing on it. Hey, Tyler, you were up for a good portion of last season and were on the Astros opening day roster and uh, obviously this team was playing well and for a while maybe not a, a, a fit was seen in terms of getting you up here. How tough was it at times to, to just kind of wait your turn down there at Fresno to get an opportunity at the big leagues this year? Uh, we knew how good the team was up here. Uh, down in Fresno, we just tried to uh, continue every day to push and to try to win games down there and uh, compete with each other and try to, uh, to have great at-bats down there. And so when this uh, opportunity came, we'd be ready and uh, – I think we did a good job down there of uh, 
getting multiple guys ready, and now some some of us are getting a, an opportunity up here, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's it's awesome to be back up here. Last thing, Tyler, with the way the Astros played the last three games, I know there's always going to be the rhetoric. You guys aren't going to say that you're down or anything, but there, was there any extra motivation to come out there and and really grind out at bats? Yeah, I mean, every day is just uh, you want to go out there and grind out at bats, and but I think. Uh, I mean, we come out every day to try to try to win the baseball game. Yeah. We, we expect to win the baseball game. So, uh, I mean, today we got out to a hot start and uh, just continued to uh, put runs on the board. And I think that's what uh, what we're capable of doing. And uh, that's the plan every night to come out and uh, put as many runs on the board as possible and win baseball games. All right, Tyler White. Hey, thanks for joining us. Congratulations on the great game. Thank you very much. The crowd's got their money's worth tonight. What a season it's been. What an exciting team is a lot of the fans now on their feet. And here is Nori Aoki making his Blue Jays debut. He came into the game to play right field in the top of the ninth inning. Acquired on Monday along with outfielder Teoscar Hernandez from the Astros with Francisco Liriano left hander coming to the Astros and getting a standing ovation from Astros fans. Aoki tips his cap to the crowd. Point set to two. Bouncer up the middle to his left it's the shortstop Bregman he has it throws to first and that is the ball game the Houston Astros scored nine runs in the fourth inning and the route was on as the Astros defeat the Toronto Blue Jays tonight by a final of 16 to 7 as the Astros end their three game losing streak. Welcome back Robert Ford joined by Dave Hudgens Astros hitting coach and uh, obviously the lineup's taken some hits over the last few weeks with George Springer on the disabled list Carlos Correa on the DL and uh, a, a little bit of a different sort of lineup than what we've seen most of the year when this team was, was you know has led the majors and run scored pretty much all year but still a lot of capable guys. Yeah you know it, uh, you hate to see those guys go down because they're yeah. having such great years but you know they're going to be fresh when they come back that's positive and it gives uh, you know some guys that were in AAA having good years a chance to show what they can do and try to establish themselves so you know I think once we get our total lineup back and guys are rested and AJ does a good job of giving some guys some days off you know we'll be able to finish up strong. One of those guys coming up from AAA that's getting more playing time now is Derek Fisher and uh, obviously uh, one of the top position player prospects in the organization. What have you seen with Fisher at the plate that's really impressed you? Well he's got a pretty good knowledge of the strike zone. Uh, he doesn't rush. He doesn't overswing. Uh, he appears right now to be able to make some pretty good adjustments yesterday off the left hander he had the line drive to to left field stayed on the pitch yeah so you know he's showing some signs that obviously he has the ability to to play up here now it's you know what adjustments is the league going to make to him and what adjustments is he going to be able to make to the league so uh i, I mean real optimistic he's going to be a really good player you mentioned fisher against the left-hander and left-handed hitters, it's always one of the questions when they first come up. Are they going to be able to hit left-handed pitching? What are this? I mean, besides the obvious results, what are some of the things you look for when you're watching a young left-handed hitter and how he handles left-handed pitching? Well, their approach, strike zone discipline. Uh, are they chasing that slider down and away out of the zone? Are they chasing the fastball up and in that the lefties will run in on them? Uh, are they staying closed? They're trying to overswing. Uh, you know, he doesn't. He, he doesn't seem to do any of those things. He doesn't chase the ball out of his own. He's got a good idea of what uh, what the guys are trying to do to him, and he, he's pretty good at sticking to his plan so far. Uh, you know, we'll see as time goes what adjustments he has to make as far as those guys, which, 
He's young. I'm sure he's going to have to make some, but uh, so far he's really done a good job with them. Alex Bregman's been swinging the bat really well of late, starting to see him get more extra base hits, hit for a little bit more power. What are some of the things that Bregman has improved upon as this year has gone on? I just think the consistency of the path to the baseball has been a lot better. He's not fouling pitches back that he was found that he was missing before yeah. or rolling them over. I think he's just more direct to the ball. And, you know, he always has pretty good knowledge of the strike zone. He gets pretty good pitch to hit. He always makes good swing decisions. But I think it's just uh, his confidence with his mechanics that everything's pretty solid now and he doesn't have to think about it. Early in the year, is kind of having to think about what he had to do a little bit. And whenever you're doing that, it's going to throw you off a little bit. So I think he's more reacting now. And he's been really good this last month. You know, watching Carlos Beltran at the plate lately, it looks like he's changed some things. He's crouching more. He's a little bit more spread out. And, I mean, this is a guy 40 years old still making adjustments. Kind of sends a message to everybody else, doesn't it? Yeah, he's amazing. I mean, he's been doing this for 20 years, and he comes in the cage every day, and he says, I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah. You know, it's a hard game. And things change. Your body changes. Your reaction time. Every, you know, there's a lot of changes that go on, especially when you get a little bit older. So, but I really have to hand it to him because he just, he grinds it out every day. He comes out, even when he wasn't swinging the bat too well early, he would come in and, you know, try to work on some things until he figured it out. Now he's on his legs a little bit more. He's spread out, trying to eliminate some head movement, trying to get good balls to hit. And he's been swinging the bat pretty well the last few weeks. Dave Hudgens, Astros hitting coach. Thanks for joining us. You're welcome, Robert. Anytime. Robert Ford. Steve Sparks. On your radio, the Houston Astros radio network. Charlie Morton is my guest today, obviously the uh, starting pitcher for the Houston Astros. And, and Charlie, you and I were just talking about some of your hobbies, and one of those including when you had Tommy John surgery a few years back, you decided you wanted to do some woodworking. Tell the folks about uh, that little project. So I was really, I was bored. Mm-hmm. And I was at home in Florida, and we needed a table. We needed a dining room table for our home. So I talked to my wife about it, and I was like, what do you think about me building one? She was, you know, kind of skeptical and hesitant, and, but she went along with it. You were just looking for something to do, pass your time, right? Yeah, but, you know, that's something I could, I could feel proud of doing. Mm-hmm. So I went out, and I got some tools, I got, I got some... I got some hand planes. I got some chisels. You got to your computer and looked and see what you were doing? It was all over YouTube, <laughs> like, trying to find inspiration for this these farmhouse tables. Mm-hmm. And, like, I learned how to, to to plane. I learned how to do mortise and tenon joints. And I learned how to how to clamp everything together. And it, it, came, it came along great. It was, and it's, it's still at the house now. And we use it every day when we get back. I'm thinking about it right now. What do the legs look like? Were they elaborate or were they pretty plain? They were uh, four by fours. Actually, the new thing is the old thing, the rustic. Yeah. So I I took um, I had a I have a hand plane that's that's used for um, taking scraping out large pieces or large amounts of wood quickly. So it's a, a curved blade. Gotcha. So I took that to the the legs, and so I, it, it looks kind of. Well, the legs look great, like I'm worn, and I like make little patterns on them. It looks vintage. Yeah, and I t- like I took I took screws and bolts, and I hammered in the indents into the the wood, and mm-hmm. like took a chain, like beat the wood and stuff wow. like that. So I I was was pretty thorough about it. A lot of uh, athletes are musically inclined, Charlie, and you picked up the guitar when you were in the minor leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did that come along, and, and what have you done with it? So I was really into singer-songwriters. Who were some of your favorites? Uh, well, at the time, Chris Knight, who's a singer-songwriter from Kentucky, and he's mm-hmm. big down here. He's yeah. big in Texas. And I listened to a lot of his music. And 
I just wanted to learn how to play some Chris Knight stuff and like Pat Green stuff. And I real simple three four chords, and I learned how to do it and um, and stuck with it, and it's been it's been fun. You took it to to the next level when you were at the Pirates. They asked you to go on stage and at a benefit, you got up there and you sang. And uh, you played the guitar. It, that had to be terrifying. If that was me, I would have, I would have probably run off the stage like Napoleon Dynamite. It was the first time that I'd ever done anything in front of a, at a venue that large because they had at the Pittsburgh Convention Center for Pirate Fest. And um, yeah, I was really nervous. Like I had played at a, uh, one of my best friend's weddings before. I played in a, a couple bars, like small places. But that was really nerve-wracking. I couldn't really hear myself. I couldn't. You know, and I, so I could I could get a sense of like how difficult it is for mm-hmm. professionals to do it. What yeah. was the reaction like? Was there everybody it was really supportive? I'm not sure how great the, the performance itself was, but the experience was awesome. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. When you go into the bars and play or the small venues, as you mentioned, what kind of music do you play? You sit down with an acoustic. It really depends on what I'm listening to at the time. Okay, but usually it is it's acoustically based music, not not ju- like maybe folk or. Um, country like things that are a little bluesy um Amos Lee is one of my favorite artists mm-hmm. and I I played so I was invited to play on, on a radio station in Pittsburgh one morning and I remember going up there to this radio station it was awesome so I walk in there and they, they get the headphones and they got the whole setup like uh, the stools and, and um and the sound room and they're like hey you, you know just play something you want to play and I was like well, what do you want to hear and I give them an option and they, they so I played Amos Lee on the radio and that was like it was so much fun <laughs> like I, I, I like I, I just you see small glimpses of what, what it's like like yeah in the studio, it, it, with the headphones on, you probably it felt really good uh, as far as the music and the way they were able to probably oh, yeah. produce it. Oh, it was great. But I, I was live, so it was like you know people are listening to you and and, yeah. and judging you, and you want to do a good job. Yeah. But um, early, well, not early on, but shortly after I started playing, I started writing, I started recording. I actually got pretty serious in recording. Like my parents helped me build these huge acoustic panels and sound awesome. treat their house because <laughs> this is like you know before yeah. um, I owned a home or anything like that and in my own place. So I got into uh, the the engineering side of it and I just thought I just think it's so it's so awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's great. There you go. That's Charlie Morton. Get to know a little bit more about you. Thanks for the time and uh, keep pitching great. Thanks. Exactly. This has been a production. And whoever in this crowd wasn't standing before. Well, they're getting to their feet now. Of the Houston Astros. This place is rocking right now. Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.